It's December 18th, and this is Sorta Awesome, episode 272. You are invited to join me, and not just one, but two of my dearest friends and your dearest friends, my longtime co-hosts, Kelly Gordon and Rebecca Hoffer, as the three of us discuss all of the things that just got us through this crazy year. I'm Meg Teets, and this is Sorta Awesome. Hello and welcome back, Awesomes. You are listening to the show that is all about helping you find conversation, friendship, and community. If you are new to Sorta Awesome, welcome. Welcome to our awesome community. Maybe you found us through social media, or maybe a friend recommended this show to you. Maybe you found us through our other podcast, Awesome Today. However you found us, it is truly awesome that you are here. Again, this is episode 272, and friends, am I ever glad to see you? I've been missing your faces. I feel like we've already gotten into the swirl of the holidays, and I've just been missing you guys. Good to be here. So good to see you. And not even that. I think it's just, you know, life is busy, and the only way we get to connect anymore is over a screen on a Zoom screen. So even that now has become like, oh, the only thing we have. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So yes, Rebecca and Kelly are here. It is time for our annual year end show. We always get together at the end of the year to, well, usually we're talking about all that was awesome in the year. We thought this year, you know what, let's take a little bit of a different spin on it because 2020 has been a lot of things and there have been many moments of not awesome. Lots of us have suffered losses. Many of us have had wild and crazy life changes, some good and some not so great. So we thought, you know what, let's just get together. Let's huddle up. Let's talk about what are the things that really helped us to just get through 2020? What were the things that were self-comfort for us? What did we do that was self-care? What was our favorite thing to do at home, either on our own or with our families? What were some of our favorite purchases that we made online? Because, you know, everybody's done some online shopping this year. And then we thought we would touch on the best in pop culture, the things that brought us delight in the pop culture world. So before we get to all of our year-end reflections, I thought it would be fun. We do this, I think we've done this almost every single year at the end of the year. Each of us choose our awesome of the year. We look back at our awesomes of the week that we shared on Sort of Awesome during the year. And we talk about like what turned out to be the most awesome, what stood the test of time, what are we still loving? So, you know, we share in our Awesome of the Week podcasts, products, books, TV shows, music, movies, all kinds of stuff. Rebecca, I would love to hear from you, ma'am. What was your kind of your Awesome of the Year for 2020? My Awesome of the Year was the show Lego Masters. Oh, yay. Yes. Really really good one. I shared this as my Awesome of the Week in May, episode 246. And just a little recap that Lego Masters is this really, really intense Lego building competition, kind of like all those great baking competitions, but instead with Legos. And we watched this on Hulu and my kids loved it. Family friendly. It was so much fun. But beyond the show being something that we enjoyed as a family, we recreated it at home with our own Hoffer family Lego master competitions. And that really ended up being a big highlight for us. We even took Legos with us 
we were able to vacation with some cousins and we had kids age. So my youngest is three. And then we had all the way up to age 15. And I was like, we were vacationing during a hurricane and we're like, okay, so the weather's not going to be great. (laughs) What can we take with us for indoor activities? Because we are guaranteed that this is not going to be a week full of fabulous weather. What are we going to do? And I said to my husband, we should take our Legos. We have one really big bin of Legos and then one smaller bin of like more specialty pieces. And my husband thought I was nuts. He said I was out of my mind. There's no way we are taking Legos to the beach. This is insane. Well, I won the argument and (laughs) I reigned victorious. They loved it. I mean, ages three through 15, they all could play together. And so then we started doing Lego master competitions. My husband being the fake post and me being the celebrity guest. He would always introduce (laughs) me as the internet famous Simply Rebecca, which just like, I can't even, like, I can't even say it without... Like, it makes me want to throw up. It's so stupid. But we had so much fun. So much fun. And their builds were really, really impressive. So anyway, Lego Masters 100% an awesome of the year for me as a show, but then also as an at-home family activity. Yeah, it totally was dual purpose for your family. Something to be entertained by and a way to fill the time. That is so smart. I love that. We watched that after you mentioned on the show. One of the many ways sort of awesome influences my own life and especially my twins who are super into Legos. They absolutely loved it. Yeah, we so. watched it too after Rebecca recommended it. And I would say the great thing for us is that I have from age 10 to age 19, this is the only show, the only thing that we have watched all year as a family because it is oh, so hard yeah. to find things that everyone is happy with. So, I mean, even then the teenagers will kind of stand in the background or they'd be on their phones, but it is that type of show that it's just cheesy enough. It's fun enough. Lego is a universal love. It was a great, awesome, Rebecca. I would vote that. I'd give you a virtual high five for that awesome. Thank you guys. I'm so glad it was a big hit with your families. It really was. It really was. Okay, Kelly, how about you? What was awesome throughout the year for 2020 for you? So I don't know if this is a theme, but my awesome, much like Rebecca's, is very 2020 specific, even though it just happens to be an awesome that I said this year. And it was unfollowing people on Facebook. (laughs) Oh my word, yes. Kelly, you have changed so many people's lives in our community with your unfollow plan. Oh my gosh, people are still talking about this. It is, and here's the funny thing is that back when I said it, it was pretty early in the year. And I think that when I said it, I was really thinking more about election trauma here in the US. Like we just don't need to be subjected to that. That was pre-pandemic people. So if there was ever a year to unfollow people on Facebook and just clean up that feed, this has been the year. So I do think that a lot of people have taken the advice. There's been lots of chatter in the Hangout group about the best ways to do it. It was for me just kind of a tedious process of just having to go through and click on my friends and unfollow, unfollow, unfollow. It took a while, but it has saved me this year because way back at the beginning of 2020, I cleaned up my feed to be only sort of awesome groups. <laughs> yeah, like I got rid of everything else. And unfollowing it means you're not muting it. You're not like unfriending in the sense that you can't go back and see it. I can still look up my friends and see what's going on in their lives. If I think, huh, I wonder what's going on in that person who had a new baby, or I want to see what the graduation announcement was for this friend or even my kid's school. Like I can still go to their schools and see it, but it's not going to be what I see in my feed 
and it has made my Facebook feed as much sort of awesome as it can be. And that has truly saved me. And I think many of us this year. Yes, we are calling it the Kelly Gordon plan for Facebook. (laughs) I don't know what Mark Zuckerberg thinks about this, but man, I think that I would have had to have deleted Facebook this year and that would have removed all of the great sort of awesome hangout groups. And so I'm glad that I found a way to stay there and not have to see anybody in my life there. (laughs) (laughs) Horrible. This is 2020 though, sorry. That's so funny. No, that's crazy to me that that was pre-quarantine because it feels like that was like the most timely thing that you could have taught us how to do. And then quarantine hit and oh my goodness, yes. I know it served so many people well. And you know, I think you made this clear, but I just want to make it super clear. You didn't just unfollow the problematic people in your life. You unfollowed everybody to just really simplify things down. And man, Kelly, I applaud you. Yeah. The foresight on that one for 2020. I mean, that was like divine intervention. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. Well, and I will say that if you're going to do this, if you still haven't done it and you're like, this is it, I need to take the plunge. Appoint somebody in your life to be like your Facebook intermediary, your consigliere. Yeah. Like my sister, who I did not need to unfollow. Like I love to read her posts, but yes. I even unfollowed her. And then she will let me know. Sometimes she'll be like, you need to go see what happened on, you know, like this Facebook thing, or you should go see these pictures that dad posted Mm. back when he was alive. You know, like she was my person who kind of helped me to keep track. That made me feel more secure, especially at the beginning when I did it, where you're like, I'm not going to know what's going on, but it has really saved me this year to mostly not know what's going on. Right. Oh my gosh. I love Well, I was laughing with the two of you before we hit record on this episode, because this is always... (laughs) This is a real thing for me every year, you guys. I have like 50 awesomes of the week to look back through, but this was actually pretty great. I was just looking back through the show notes from the whole year and I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot about this. This was the year that brought us that Reply All episode, The Case of the Missing Hit. Do you guys remember that? (gasps) Yes. That was like one of my favorite podcast episodes ever. That came out this year. Kim's Convenience, The Queen's Gambit. Like there were so many great watches, great books I read. I was like, how will I pick? I do this every year. But I picked for my awesome of the year, a purchase I also made before quarantine began. And it turned out to be the best thing ever. This was back in February. I talked about this. My pajama set from the company Stars Above that they carry at Target I got those in February. So I mentioned it on episode, let's see, what was it? 233, which was Something Bad Happened, Volume 3. That was a conversation with my sister. That was the end of February. You guys, I wore these pajamas literally out. The hem around the the hem around the I thought you meant out of the house. Oh, no. I mean, I might have (laughs) at some point, if we're being honest. At least, you know, like the pants with a sweatshirt, maybe. But no, I have lived in these this year. They are the most comfortable pajamas I've ever had in my life. And you guys know I have big feelings about pajamas for myself, for my children. These are the most comfortable ones. I've literally worn holes in them to where I need to buy a new pair. Thankfully, Target is still carrying them. Although I'm looking at the Target site right now, several of the colors and styles are out of stock. I'm hoping they just restock it all. The in stock year round Target, especially as we continue to endure our quarantined life, but they are so comfortable. They're ridiculously comfortable, especially at the beginning of quarantine when nobody was going everywhere and absolutely everything was shut down. I would wear these for just like days on end, sleep in them, 
wear them all day, sleep with them, <laughs> wear them all day. They're so great. So I know that that's really on brand for 2020 to pair of comfy pajamas, but yeah, I love them. So they definitely made this year a little bit more awesome for sure. So those are our awesomes of the year. As we do every year, we will definitely start some threads on our social media, both in our Hangout group and on Instagram, so that you guys can reflect back with us. Think back on some of the things that happened this year that really stand out to you. Maybe things that happened, something you bought, something you watched or read, listened to. There's some great things to choose from. What a year it has been. So if you haven't joined us on Instagram, we would love to have you join us over there. We are at Sorta Awesome Show on Instagram. If you haven't joined us in our Facebook community, you guys, it's the perfect time of year to do that. Come and join us over there. We show up to support each other year round, especially during the holidays as life is even a little bit more tense than usual. We are there to support each other, to give each other recommendations, to keep each other kind of like, you know, cheerlead each other along the way. So if you haven't joined us there, we are at facebook.com slash group slash Sorta Awesome Hangout. We have lots of great things to share, some awesome things that we wanted to reflect back on, awesome things that we got to experience even in a year that wasn't so awesome. So we'll be right back. Hey friends, some things about the holiday season never change, even when everything around us is. So when your small business needs to ramp up for the new year, LinkedIn Jobs is ready to help because LinkedIn Jobs matches your open roles with qualified candidates, which means you can find the right person for your business fast. I've spent some time looking around the LinkedIn website, and I think it is pretty awesome how they are able to use their algorithm to match candidates to exactly the person that needs to see that job posting. And LinkedIn is an active community of professionals with more than 722 million members worldwide. Getting started is easier than ever with new features to help you find qualified candidates quickly. Post a job with targeted screening questions and they'll quickly get your role in front of more qualified candidates. Manage job posts and contact candidates from a single view on the familiar LinkedIn.com as functions are streamlined onto one simple screen. And now you can do all of this from your mobile device, no matter where the day takes you. That's how LinkedIn Jobs can help you hire the right person faster. Visit linkedin.com slash awesome to get $50 off of your first job post. That's linkedin.com slash awesome to get $50 off of your first job post. Terms and conditions do apply. Okay, friends, this past year has brought so many changes. So much is different in our family's daily routines. And I never stop being surprised at how much I am cooking for all of these children who are home all the time. I love for my kids to eat healthy, but also I sometimes just want a break from making breakfast from scratch. And that is why I super love Magic Spoon. Magic Spoon cereal has zero sugar, 11 grams of protein, and only three net grams of carbs in each serving. So many of you have asked, and now you you can finally build your very own custom variety box. That means that you can choose from the best-selling cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry flavors, plus their brand new flavors, including peanut butter and cinnamon. Truly, Magic Spoon tastes amazing. It's almost too good to be true. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. We love every flavor of Magic Spoon that we've tried. Blueberry is the one that seems to go the quickest. 
So give yourself a break for breakfast and check it out for yourself. Go to magicspoon.com slash awesome to build your own custom variety box and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code awesome at checkout to get free shipping. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. That's magicspoon.com slash awesome and use the code awesome for free shipping. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring Sorta Awesome. As we all know, it is so easy to get caught up in the holiday craze and feel overwhelmed or stressed. And even though finding the time to talk to a doctor right now feels impossible, we really have to put our mental health first, you guys. Thanks to Plush Care, you can talk to a doctor right away, whether you're at home or on the go. Plush Care knows your mental health is just as important as your physical health. Their primary care physicians are here for you seven days a week to help you start feeling better as soon as possible. In addition to primary care physicians who handle ongoing and urgent care, they also treat a wide range of common mental health issues like anxiety, depression, stress, even just having trouble sleeping. So if you're feeling down, worried, or just not like yourself, you can book a same-day appointment and see a plush care doctor right away from the comfort of your home using your phone or computer. They'll discuss your treatment options with you and have your prescription sent to your local pharmacy as needed. Plush Care accepts most major insurance carriers and is available in all 50 states. Plush Care makes it easier than ever to take care of yourself inside and out. So start your membership today. Go to plushcare.com awesome to start your free 30-day trial. That's P-L-U-S-H-C-A-R-E dot com slash awesome for a free 30-day trial. Plushcare.com slash awesome. Okay, well, we thought it might be fun to start by thinking back on some of our favorite things that we actually did home. So lots of us began quarantining back in March. So, you know, the vast majority of the year, uh, many of us have spent more time at home than usual. So we thought, hey, let's think about what were some of our favorite at-home activities, things that we might have done on our own, things that we did with our families. Kelly, why don't you start us out with a favorite at-home activity from 2020 for you guys? The one that stood out the quickest to me was doing puzzles, which I think a lot of awesomes can relate to. And I think I also made a puzzle an awesome of the week for me back early in the year before we knew that that would be the only form of entertainment that we would have to do besides making sourdough bread and like lighting candles and <laughs> pretending that we were more Ingalls Wilder, you know, like we didn't know. So there's a lot of things actually awesome. If you go back and look at the end of last year and the beginning of this year, you're like, oh, that's foreshadowing. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Picking a puzzle is an awesome of the week in January of 2020 was definitely foreshadowing. Uh, yeah. But truly yeah. they have been awesome for me and for my family because it's something again, kind of like I was saying about kind of like Lego Masters, it's something that we can all do together. And it's something that unites my family. So it's not only given me something to do, which lots of times I think without all the, A, I'm an extrovert and I can't go meet people. And then just the places that I used to go, you know, like just the number of stores I would go to just we, you know, like times I would get out of the house are not happening like they used to. So I'm bored. So having something to do like that is just a wonderful activity. I would also say, and this speaks to the really nice weather here we've had, at least here in the upper Midwest, I've been going on almost a daily walk. Not so much in the summer because then I had my kids, everybody needed more. You know, we were swimming, we were going to the lake, we were doing other things. But since we kind of got back into a non-summer life, 
going on a daily walk has kind of saved my sanity. I really leaned into that burnout message from the podcast that we did, I think in 2019, the idea that all this stress, we cannot relieve these stressors right now. Like the pandemic is going to keep changing. It's not going to be over anytime soon. It just keeps on. And so the idea that physical activity helps us to get these stress hormones through our body so that we can sleep well, we can take care of others, we can take care of ourselves. It's been a really good thing. So I would say those are the two biggest things that I have done at home that have like really gotten me through 2020. Well, I'm going to jump in right now because mine are very similar to yours, Kelly. In fact, I was going to also mention walking. Now, opposite from you, I was really good at walking in the spring and summer. As everybody knows, I am a complete ninny about cold weather. So once it got chilly in the mornings in like October, I kind of left off with my walking activity routines. But truly, like you said, it absolutely was a sanity saver, mostly because I would just put Nico in the backpack. I would put the puppies on their leashes. I would put earbuds in and I would just take off. And more than anything for me, walking, yes, hugely important to process through all that stuff, to process stress, but also just some freaking alone time with nobody <laughs> talking to me. <laughs> it was priceless. For you guys, I loved it so much. And I need to get back into it. But again, I need to like take my inspiration from Kelly and the other people in the upper Midwest who are just like weather, what weather, just put on a little extra coat and you're good to go. <laughs> well, I really do think that there's something about nature that is so healing that it yes. helps, you know, like I don't really want to go outside on the cold days, which we haven't had that many of. That's been the kind of thing that's been an extra surprise this year when everything else seems to be falling apart. Our weather has been really cooperative. Like it looked yes. down on us and said, they're suffering enough. Like let's yeah. help them out. So yes. we've had a really long, like it's still, we don't have snow on the ground. It was 50 this week, which is very unusual for us. We're usually below freezing by this point. So it hasn't been super hard to get outside, but even on those cold days, I'm really determined this winter to be like, you just need to go for half an hour. And we also have a puppy, a pandemic pup like you make. So she really like, if we're not doing that, she's just following me around biting my slippers. So like, it's beneficial in many ways. So getting yeah. outside, finding the layers, just doing it, even if it's 20 yep. minutes, it makes a difference. It really does. It really does. I can't say enough good stuff about it. The other thing I was going to say, we are not a big puzzles family, although AJ and Mac, one of the twins, they do love a puzzle, but we started playing cards this year. And it's just so fun. It reminded me of my childhood. My mother and her sister and my grandmother, they love to just sit around when we were visiting. If we we're just sitting there talking, they'd get out a deck of cards or a couple of decks and just start dealing and just play games like Rummy and Gin Rummy and like all of these like classic card games. We've been playing spades. We taught the girls to play some of it. And we've just been having fun with that. And it's really, it is a nice connection point because you're doing something, but you can also kind of visit and chit chat with the style of games that we play. It's not very intense. So We've been having fun, just good old fashioned card playing around here. So Rebecca, how about you guys? What's some of the favorite at home stuff that you've been doing this year? Well, I should have put on my list bragging about puzzles because <laughs> <laughs> my husband is a bit of a smack talker. Like he oh. really like, like playing any kind of game with him is so obnoxious because the real game for him is seeing how much smack talk he can do during the game. And it just, it gets irritating. And he's often like good enough to justify the smack talk, which is <laughs> the worst. But when it comes to puzzles, 
I reign victorious in our house. I am so good at puzzles and he's really, really bad. Like, oh, that's funny. Like, like I'm not going to say too much because I don't want to embarrass him. Like that <laughs> bad. Like, I'm not even kidding. And so one oh, of my favorite things that I've done that I did all during, you know, quarantine was to brag about how awesome I am at puzzles. I just be like, what's it like living with somebody who's so good at puzzles? I mean, I love this smack talk about puzzles. Is the thing yeah, for 2020. Too. Like this is yes. what I have, people. Yes, yes. Uh, but what I really have on my list was Noah's birthday party. So my son Noah turned eight in April. Nobody was going anywhere. Nobody was doing anything. And we usually have extended family over. I decorate the house a lot. It's a lot of fun. But there's also a lot of cleaning, which for me is like zero fun. And I found that being able to have all of the birthday fun, but like none of the hosting stress was really nice. It just felt yeah. small and cozy and intimate. And yeah, it missed like the fun and the excitement of the people. Like I like having the people. The people isn't the problem, but like I hate cleaning. Yeah, yeah. The house <laughs> you know? prep. I yeah, get the it. house yes. prep is no joke. So we ordered eight different kinds of ice cream from a local creamery and had a little ice cream buffet along with brownies and it was a Harry Potter themed birthday. Normally, I make a lot of the decorations. I mean, that sounds like really intense and it's not quite that intense. But I ordered like everything just from Walmart pickup and it was still all the fun, but just like less stress, you know? Yes. It still felt yes. like all the fun, all the hype, all the goodness, less stress. And it really was a highlight for me. You know, I think that probably so many people are resonating with what mm -hmm. you're saying right now, because so many of us have had to do not just birthdays, but every kind of celebration. And in fact, every kind of just like life milestone differently than ever before. And I think maybe there are many families who are like, you know what, we didn't get to travel for Thanksgiving and Christmas, you know, fill in the blank thing. But as it turns out, we made some new memories with new ways of doing things, some new traditions. We found, you know, doing things small and less stress actually turned out to be less stress. <laughs> so I love that. So what That's are you going to so do crazy. next year, Rebecca? Like if the vaccine is out and you can go back to a more normal life by April, because I think one of the interesting things about what you just said, Meg, is like some of us were like, this may give me a new way to think about birthday parties. Or we might just say, well, it actually wasn't as bad as I feared. I enjoyed it. It gave me some new insight, but I'll kind of go back to doing the way I did it before. What do you think? Well, when it comes to birthday parties for my kids, I think, I don't know if it's so much up to me. <laughs> like, I think they missed having their cousins. You know, there was some of that. I think Noah probably missed that more than, you know, than I did. So I think he would be disappointed if we were like, well, from now on, it's just us. Yeah. You know, so it's more of a family decision probably than just my call. But there has definitely been some sweetness in the smallness of our celebrations that I hadn't expected. Yes, yes, I totally get that. I do. All right. Well, another thing that we thought would be fun to talk about is, you know, thinking about what are some of our favorite online purchases? Many, many people have shared on social media and different venues and different platforms, some purchases that they've made, they'd never dreamed they would be buying these things. But here we are in a pandemic. 
and they find themselves making all kinds of purchases online. I'm going to go first on this one because I have to admit just straight off the top that I'm cheating a little bit because I am talking about an online purchase kind of in that we did the research for this purchase online, but we actually made the purchase in person. And that is our pandemic puppies. They have been such an awesome for us this year. We got them in April. And, you know, I've talked about them a little bit on the show, especially last spring. But after our 13-year-old gave us a detailed presentation about, and I mean, on Google Slides, did the research about why she wanted to just simply, please, may I get a guinea pig? And we were like, you really want a guinea pig? And she was like, no, I really want a dog, but I didn't think you'd say yes to that. So... We did all of this research as a family. We talked about what breeds would make the most sense for us, what seems like a good fit, all kinds of stuff. We really did go deep into the depths of dog internet, reading about dog breeds, trying to find the perfect for us. And so as longtime, or at least 2020 sort of awesome listeners will know, we decided on Boston Terriers. We have two sisters from a litter. They have been so much fun, a great distraction for us this year. And you know what's really funny is we got them in April. So Nico was like nine or 10 months old when we got them. And it's like the puppies and Nico have really kind of like grown up and grown into toddlerhood together. Those dogs love that little boy and he loves them. There's so much playing and they lick his face and he loves it. And he went through a phase where we had to stop him from licking them. It's like, what? (laughs) Isn't this just how you show someone you love them? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, Francie and Stella have brought so much joy to us in 2020. So even though they're not technically an online purchase, I had to talk about them on this show. So I'm like sort of shoehorning them in here. But truly, they have been a delight. So Rebecca, how about you? Well, I feel like splurging on loungewear felt like a rite of passage for 2020. (laughs) For sure. You know, yes. everyone was bragging about the joys of never wearing pants. And in the meantime, I had lost my best pair of leggings. I think I actually lost them right before the pandemic hit. So nobody's Mm. wearing pants. And I'm like, I have no idea what happened to my (laughs) leggings. Well, guess what, guys? I found them this week. I oh. found them in the oh basement. My gosh. In the basement, of course they were. Yes. Yeah. That yeah. makes sense. You know, <laughs> our unfinished basement, they were there with my kids' snow gear. Ah. It doesn't make any sense. Also, for the record, the kids' snow gear does not belong in the basement. So I... <laughs> they were there to keep the Pampered Chef, what is it, Pampered Chef Pizza Stone Company? That's yes. still the other... <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't I check the Pizza Stone? I would have found the leggings so much earlier. Okay, so, but anyway, you know, lots of people are talking about the loungewear they're buying. I'm grieving the loss of my loungewear. It felt like everyone on Instagram was talking about this Target jumpsuit. And it was sold out, sold out, sold out, sold out. Well, I was having a porch conversation with my neighbor. She's hollering at me from across the way. And she's telling me about a jumpsuit she got at Target. And I was like, well, is it the one that's sold out? She's like, yes. But I also got this other one that I even like better. And I was like, "Uh, tell me more. So Mm -hmm. I ended up getting it. The brand, I don't know how to say this, Colsey, C-O-L-S-I-E. Anyway, we'll have it in the show notes. 
it's a spaghetti strap v-neck jumpsuit it does not have any kind of cinched waist so it is very much like loosey-goosey hanging fabric but you know what I think I kind of like that because the cinched waist feels a little too much like here's my round (laughs) who's yes yeah exactly (laughs) here is all of your roundness all of your lady lumps and bumps and you know sometimes you just don't want to accentuate every lady lump and bump so I love this jumpsuit it has pockets it's super comfy It's not available on Target right now, but I found one that's similar. So we're going to have it in the show notes, along with Meg got a jumpsuit very similar to the one that was constantly sold out on Target. She found one on Amazon that you guys have been buying like crazy. We'll put that in the show notes, too. Anyway, I just had to say, like, finding my leggings, finally, six months later into a pandemic in the basement, and having this awesome... Target jumpsuit as loungewear has been a highlight for me of 2020 for sure. Very on brand for 2020. Both of those stories feel very on brand for 2020. Very much so. I was so conflicted because I did almost pick that Amazon jumpsuit as my awesome of the year. That thing held up over time. I'm so glad that so many awesomes also checked it out because it was a complete game changer for me. I don't know if it's, I haven't checked in on it. I'll have to look and see if it's still in stock on Amazon. That's the thing, like so many of my Amazon favorites have been going out of stock lately. But anyway, yeah, I think this was the year a lot of people are like, you know what? I was skeptical about the jumpsuit, but as it turns out, it's amazing. <laughs> yes. And Kelly, what was something that you got online this year that made a big difference in 2020? So like you guys, I went back and looked at Amazon and Target. Target has a pretty good list now of what you've purchased over this last year. So I could see what I bought. And I think that my favorite was probably that bleach that I bought in October. Oh, yeah. I'm totally kidding, you guys. I was going to say, I know for real. I was like, this is the year I actually started using bleach on things. So I was about to have a major heart to heart with you about bleach. Just kidding. I'm like, my purchases are like, you know, sour cream, Christmas lights, a blanket that you returned. I'm like, this is not inspiring, Gordon. Like get it together. I almost went to Wayfair because I also have bought a lot of things on Wayfair this year, but I really, when I went back through all my purchases, I thought this is the one that again, looking back is perfect for 2020. Early in the year, I decided to finally pull the trigger and buy a bunch of comic books on Amazon. So not like the old school comic books, like comics that would be in the paper. And these are collections of, you know, whatever it would be, Calvin and Hobbes, I think. I bought probably five or six each because what had been happening is the last few years, again, having kids who are upper elementary school and teenagers, I would sometimes go to the library and check out these collections of comics and everybody would sit around and read them and laugh and like, read this one. You got to see this one. And so it was a really fun thing. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to put those out on my coffee table instead of a pretty book or something that nobody cares about. If we're going to use this room where we want people to be, it's a whole space in our house. I'm going to try to encourage my kids to be in it by putting out these comic books. And it totally worked. So money well spent I didn't even spend much money. That's the thing is, you know, they're like $10. And so now to have, I think I have probably 10 or 12, I'm going to be adding to it all the time because sometimes we find new comics. My teenagers and I, we have a subscription. It's like $15 a year. It's not much to a comic service. And so every day we get an email of all the comics that day that would normally be in the paper. 
but we just get them sent to us. So we'll trade comics that way. It's just kind of a little thing that we love in our family. So it was just a great purchase. And again, because we've been home so much, it's been extra great. But I thought this is the thing that I'm just so glad I finally did. You know, those things that you sometimes have ideas about. I think I had put some books on my wish list at Amazon two or three years ago. Like, oh, I should do that sometime. But there wasn't the urgency of doing it. Mm-hmm. Finally pulled the trigger and was so happy. You know, those Calvin and Hobbes comic strips totally stand up over time. They, they are still so fun and funny and thought-provoking. It reminds me of reading them as a kid for sure. But also, I think as an adult, there is definitely a different layer of like meaningfulness. I think it's probably one of the best comics ever written, truly. I absolutely agree. And I feel like my kids learn, like they come up with these philosophical sorts of things because of Calvin and Hobbes, which are unexpected. And then Foxtrot, which has long been one of my favorites, is just fun to see as the characters grow you know, yeah. through family life. And then Pearls Before Swine is a fairly new comic, but he writes these great like sidebars, like about what he was thinking when he drew this. He's a little bit more current events sorts of things. And so, yeah, we've just really loved them. And it's been a great point of laughter in our home this year. That is so great. I love that. Okay. So we still want to tell you guys about some of our favorites in self-comfort and self-care that we have gotten into this year. And we definitely want to hit some of our highlights from our favorites in pop culture. We're going to get to all of that when we come back in just a few minutes. Awesome. There are so many wonderful things about this time of year, including and especially all of that favorite holiday music. I've been getting my holiday music fix with Amazon Music. Amazon Music makes it so easy to build a playlist with all of your holiday favorites or your favorites from any time of year. You can organize all of your music, listen to it there. Of course, it syncs with your Alexa, so it's so easy to have Alexa play your favorite holiday playlist. So if you haven't tried Amazon Music before, for a limited time, you can get your first three months of Amazon Music Unlimited for free. That is access to 70 million songs on demand and ad-free. Play the songs that you want when you want, and it's free for three months. You can play Mariah on repeat long into 2021 if that's your jam. And if you just want to stream free, Amazon Music has got you covered. Download the app to get access to millions of podcast episodes at no charge, plus thousands of music stations and top playlists. You can listen at home or wherever you are. Your holidays will be merrier with fun and festive tunes. Remember, for a limited time, New subscribers can get three months of Amazon Music Unlimited for free. Go to Amazon.com slash Sorta Awesome. That's Amazon.com slash Sorta Awesome to get your first three months of Amazon Music free. Starts at $7.99 per month after. New subscribers only. Terms apply. Offer expires January 11th, 2021. Awesomes, you know we love that Friday feeling around here. It is the perfect day of the week to push play on maybe a favorite podcast pour a glass of wine and put your feet up for a little bit to get ready for the weekend ahead. But you know what? I don't have to wait for that feeling to kick in once a week because with award-winning wine from First Leaf, any day can feel like Friday. First Leaf is a wine club that sends personalized selections of wine from top vineyards around the world directly to you because the only thing better than one fantastic bottle of wine is a case of award-winning wine that shows up on your doorstep. 
Every bottle is handpicked by experts with your exact preferences and palate in mind for a unique combination of wine you're guaranteed to love. Now, unlike other wine clubs, First Leaf uses an algorithm and your feedback to curate future wine recommendations. It's super easy to log in, rate the wines you got, thumbs up, thumbs down, and your shipments only get better from there. Subscriptions are flexible. Shipments arrive on your schedule with practically zero effort. I just had to log in this week to make an adjustment to our next delivery, and I was done in less than 10 seconds. Plus, First Leaf is a much more affordable way to enjoy wine from top winemakers and vineyards. You'll always get award-winning wine for an unbeatable low price. I think most of us could use one less decision to make in our lives these days. First Leaf takes all of that decision fatigue away and just picks some of the best wine you've ever tried and sends it straight to you. So what are you waiting for? Get that Friday feeling like I do any day with First Leaf. Join today and you'll get six bottles of wine for $29.95 and free shipping. Just go to tryfirstleaf.com slash awesome. That's six bottles of wine for $29.95 and free shipping at tryfirstleaf.com slash awesome. Okay, so we are back. And like I said, we really want to talk to you guys, especially about this self-comfort and self-care thing. Kelly and I just did a recent episode discussing the distinction, the difference between the two and why this has been a year to check out both and really apply those ideas to our lives that sometimes we need a little self-comfort. We need something just to soothe us, to help us to feel better in the moment. We also need that self-care where we're literally parenting ourselves, taking care of ourselves, helping ourselves through some of the darkness and the difficulty of this year. So we thought, let's talk about some of the things that were good in both categories for us in 2020. Rebecca, how about you? What really hit the spot for you in self-comfort and in self-care? Well, to start off with self-comfort, I mean, this is not going to be a surprise to anybody, but it was romance novels. <laughs> yes. So my current book total for the year is 43 books. and Rebecca Hoffer. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Look at you. 42 of those have been romance. <laughs> well, no, I'm dying to know. Is. Yes, but what's the one? <laughs> it seems really ironic now, but the, the one that wasn't is called The Year of Less. Okay. And it was a nonfiction book. I think about like just doing less, having less, yeah. owning less. I mean, I think I read that too. Like early last year, I read several books on like solitude and quiet and cutting things yeah. out of your life. And I was like, well, look, I didn't need to read those. Yeah. Yes. It's not a book I would recommend for the year 2020. And it's not really a <laughs> highlight of mine. Not that it was a bad book in general. Mm -hmm. Just uh, just read the room book, you know, it just wasn't a good timing. <laughs> So, but the other 42 romance books I loved. I just loved the escape of them. I loved the happily ever after endings. I loved the love, the touch, you know, like I feel like there's a lot of anger in 2020, a lot of not touching in 2020. And I could just escape to my books where it was just like love galore, touch galore. Yes. It was fabulous. Yes. And, you know, I just want to put a plug in for Sorta Spicy. This is our new series that we're doing for our superstar supporters. I provided a list in an episode of Meg and I worked on it together of 10 of our favorite romance novels of all time. And so if you're not a superstar supporter, this episode alone is well worth the money as well as the rest of the series. So definitely check it out. Yeah, you can do that by going to patreon.com slash sort of awesome. It's very easy to get signed up. So yes, thank you for plugging that. Yeah, and that was such a fun episode to do. So really briefly, I'll highlight one book that I loved one romance book that was not on that episode. 
It is Love in Other Words by Christina Lauren. It was a classic childhood romance, like a second chance type of love story. I'll keep the details brief, but there's, you know, a couple who meets and, you know, eventually they fall in love as kids. And then they have a chance encounter a decade later, and they haven't spoken to each other in 10 years. And so kind of the part of the mystery and the fun is discovering, well, what happened? Like, how did they go from this love story to not speaking? And what's going to happen next? Can they be friends? Should they be more than friends? And what in the world happened? It was really adorable, heartbreaking, even moving. I found myself crying at one point. And then, of course, that's when my husband walked in the room. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, leave me alone with my book. <laughs> leave me alone with my romance book, please. Yes, I'm crying over a book. That is what I'm doing. But it was good. Like, it was like a good, good book. But as far as my best self-care, so things that were like actually really improving my life beyond just the comfort, I have two things. One is that... In the spring, I started picking up the free school meals that my school was providing. Breakfast Mm -hmm. and lunch for all the kids in the district. And I had some hesitations about doing that at first. I think I felt like uh, there's not really a financial need for me here. But pretty quickly, I recognized I was feeling very anxious about food. Mm. Food in my home. I felt like buying the food planning the food, shopping for the food. That was like my job. And I was stressed out about it, about how often was I going to be going to the store? You know, I think we've kind of like eased into a new routine of like our shopping routine. But, you know, early pandemic, it was like, oh my goodness, like you just don't go anywhere. It just felt really heavy. And it was honestly, it was quite anxiety inducing. So for to, to have the meals coming from the school just really enabled me to be able to like stretch out my grocery shopping trips. I didn't have to think about lunch and breakfast choices as much. And in a time when every single decision felt hard, this was like, okay, yeah, just grab something from the fridge that the school sent. Like, I don't have to think about it. I can save my decision making time and strength for other things. So it was really, really a huge benefit for me. And then the second thing was this playlist that I actually created quite a while ago on Spotify. It's called The Fight for Faith. And the concept behind the playlist is that we walk through really hard times and it can be an actual literal fight for us to hold on to our faith and Mm -hmm. not turn all of that hurt, anger, and grief towards God and to seek comfort in him and to believe that he still is good rather than forgetting it all and turning away. And it was inspired from a time in my life that was filled with a lot of heavy grief. And I got psalm recommendations from women in my life who had lost children and managed to really strongly fight for their faith and hold on. And honestly, 2020 was a year of great loss. Some of it actual loved ones and some of it you know, just the every ordinary day things, but it all has felt so heavy. And it has felt like a need to fight for our faith once again. And I have found a lot of comfort in this playlist and continue to find new Psalms to add to it over the summer and over this year. So that has been on a regular rotation of mine and really has been quite uplifting for me. So we'll have a link for that in the show notes also. So good. So good. So important. And I think you just like touched on all of the things from this year for sure. 
Kelly, how about you? Self-comfort, self-care, you and I talked about this a lot. Mm-hmm. What were some of your favorite practices from this year? Well, I'm going to start with self-care because okay. it kind of, you know, doubles on what Rebecca's saying here about just it being a heavy year. And of course, all the awesomes, if you've been listening, you know that this year, besides the pandemic, my dad also passed away very suddenly late in the summer, which really revealed to my siblings and I the depth of my mom's Alzheimer's. So we yes. feel like we've lost both our parents this year, one in a yes. very quick unexpected way because he was the healthy one and Mm -hmm. then watching my mom not that she's continued to decline I think that it's just been more our eyes have been open to it and now we're having to care for her so you know seeing that it's been a heavy year and what you said Rebecca I think you know all of this loss that whether you've lost a loved one which you guys just side note I know more people who have died this year none of them from COVID Mm, I don't know, like it's just a year, you know? Yes. So I don't know what's happening exactly, but whether you've lost a loved one or it's just been the loss of routine and the normalcy, which people will go, well, that doesn't seem like it's as big of a deal. And it may not in some ways, but all grief is grief, right? It still impacts our bodies the same way. It has Mm -hmm. just been a year of loss. So for me, at least part of my grief process, and I feel very vulnerable saying this, but it has been so overwhelming. I have not cried since my dad's funeral. Actually, I take that back. One time I've cried. Like I have not been able to, what I feel like is access the grief very well. And I feel like it's blocked. And maybe it's Mm -hmm. not, you know, lots of good wise friends in my life are like, hey, everybody grieves differently. The numb stage is a part of grief. Like it's fine. So I'm resting in that. But I still felt like I needed to do something to create some space. So what I have been doing um, the last month or so is a headspace series. So many of you will know Headspace. I'm sure it's been an awesome of the week at some point. It's an app that's a meditation app, and it really has so much more than just meditation these days. Really great tools, sleepscapes, things for kids, even meditations you can do while you're out for a walk, things like that. But they have one for grieving. So I have started that and it's just, you know, not even 15 minutes a day, but that I can sit down and give my body space, my mind space to say, okay, Not that I'm sitting there crying the whole time. Most of the time, it's just me. I feel like doing the right thing, which is to create a practice. And that's really what self-care is all about. It's saying, you know, like creating a practice, trying to find ways that we can enable our bodies and our minds and our spirits to be connected the way that they should be. So it's just been so good. And I can't say that it's been like, oh, it's the answer to everything. But I feel good knowing that I'm doing something to help myself along the journey. That's all I can do right now. I have to wait for things to sink in and who knows when that will happen. I've talked to some people who said it really wasn't until the death of their parent who was the more sick one who maybe had Alzheimer's or another form of dementia that they could even grieve the first parent because you're so overwhelmed like they're together in your mind. Mm. So Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to give myself grace for that. But doing this meditation journey has been so healing. And I feel like for me, meditation is a lot of prayer. What I would call prayer these days is a sitting Mm -hmm. with God, with the divine and saying, here you are, here I am. And we're just going to let it be for a little bit. Mm -hmm. There's something really healing about that. And I think it could be accessible for anybody, whether whatever you're grieving, you know, for sure, Andy, the person who created and still narrates most of Headspace as the meditation instructor, he's probably talking most to people who have lost a person or a significant thing that happened in their life, a job loss, which of course has happened for a lot of people this year, but it could be done for anybody. And I just think having that sort of space was so good for me. Yes. But self comfort. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, that is a different thing. And I probably my biggest self comfort really has been watching different shows 
watching mm-hmm. TV this year, or of course, the way we watch TV on Netflix and Hulu, but I want to save a couple of them. So I was like the number two backup and you guys, this feels so shallow and frivolous. That's okay. It is like real eggnog with the liquor in there. Yes. Like this. So <laughs> Rebecca's looking at me very skeptically. Well, right I'm now, just, I'm sorry. I was like, wait, is it called real eggnog? I'm just like waiting for that. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's Costco's eggnog. So if you have a Costco membership, you could try to go there even now and see if they have any left, but they tend to sell out like before December because it's super popular. It's their own Kirkland mix of eggnog and it has brandy and whiskey in it and it's eggnog. It's not quite as thick as regular eggnog, which I have several kids who adore, like they will just drink eggnog and it's super, super thick. This is not as thick, but it has all the flavors and it's just been making me so happy. Have a little eggnog at night with my Netflix and I don't have to make it because again, I'm like the only person who drinks in my house. So I would love to invest in a whole little cocktail setup or something, but it would all be for me. And as it is, my kids and husband teasing when they like open the fridge or go out to the garage, they're like, how much liquor do you have? And I'm like, well, you you need all the different things. (laughs) It's not like I'm going to go drink all that this week. It's not like buying the apples and eggs. I'm not going to use up all of that, but yes. Maybe over time. So I don't need to have any more smack talk in my family, which it is totally a love language here, Rebecca. But (laughs) this eggnog has been so good. I think that there have been a lot of drinks that I've been like, I've become familiar with this year that I'm like, this is, it's a little self comfort thing of like, this is my treat at the end of the day. I'm not really eating dessert anymore, but that's what I do instead. And I know that eggnog is a very divisive thing. Okay, it no, is. you see me laughing, but really it's because I think my brain is fried. I was not following you at all. You were talking about watching TV shows and then you just transitioned to eggnog and I thought you were comparing your favorite binge to eggnog <laughs> and saying it's like sweet, thick fluff. And I was like waiting for the name of the TV show and then I start laughing and then you're like, no, Rebecca, like, it's okay. It's like real eggnog. It's from Costco. And I was like, wait, no. Her suggestion is actual it's, eggnog. It's real eggnog. It's actual eggnog. I am sorry. I was, like, so confused. <laughs> Rebecca's well, been your... hitting the eggnog a little hard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I actually that probably... like eggnog. Yes, that's what I was going to say. I know that for some people when I say eggnog, they're like, Oh, that's the worst stuff. It's like fruitcake, you know, where there's yeah. a few people who love yeah. it and a lot of people don't. So that's what I thought you were just looking at me in abject horror that my self-comfort was. No, eggnog. I was just trying to figure out what TV show you were comparing to eggnog. <laughs> it was going to be a such a good original. metaphor. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, I, Kelly, am one of those people, I hate eggnog, but I have never had a boozy eggnog, so maybe I you know, just I don't know. You know, I haven't either. I've never had eggnog with alcohol in it. That's what you get growing up Mennonite, you know? You're not getting <laughs> the good stuff. Well, no, me either. I didn't even know it came. Like, it was not until I was an adult that I realized nog, <laughs> like, real eggnog. So now I have to say real eggnog because most people, you know, eggnog is just the stuff that doesn't have alcohol in it. But of course, originally it did. So this yeah. is like, it is kind of a game changer and it is not as thick, not quite as sweet, at least the one that I'm buying that's already in the pre-made Kirkwood plastic bottle, but it is fantastic. I just think that this is a great thing that in 2020, there are so many like little cocktail things that you can go get that are already pre-made 
And or there are yep. restaurants that are doing takeout kits too that you can like yes. go get a pitcher of Cosmos. Like they'll have all the ingredients and the cute little garnishes and things. So that has been a little thing. It's been my treat for this year. Well, good. And that's actually the perfect segue into my self-comfort list because at the top of my list, not even, I just like skipped right by the cocktails and the mixed drinks. One of my self-comforts this year has been discovering the deliciousness of scotch. Scotch whiskey from Scotland. It's my new favorite thing this year. It's, I say self-comfort. It's almost like a new hobby that I have in the sense that my whole adult life, when people would talk about drinking a wine and they'd be like, oh, and there's, you know, like the notes of this, or you can tell this is a really dry, or this is really whatever. I like never got it. Wine tastes like wine to me for the most part. And I just thought, well, maybe I just don't have a good taster. But when we started sampling different kinds of scotch and all these different, oh my gosh, there's so many, so many brands that make scotch that have been doing this for literally centuries. For the first time, I was like, I can tell the difference. Like I can tell if there is, you know, like a little bit of a bacon flavor to a scotch, if there's a little bit of like smoky, you know, all these different flavors. If one has a honey note to it, or we tried one this week that has notes of banana in it. Like it's not banana scotch, but like my tongue can taste the scotch. Like I can taste the different flavors in the scotch. And then I feel like a scotch genius sometimes. So (laughs) that has been very comforting to me to discover that. So that's one of them. I was going to give you a list of three really quickly. So scotch, I also have gotten way back into ASMR on YouTube this year. Especially for it though. I mean, uh, really? Yes. Especially in the evenings, if there ever is a night when I just am having such a hard time falling asleep or I wake up in the middle of the night and you know, I'm just thinking about a lot of different things that I'm worried about. I will turn on an ASMR. A lot of ASMRs artists are really good at creating like nurturing feel in their videos. It's been very comforting. The third one has been TikTok. It has been oh, so yes. fun yes. this year. I knew you Rebecca, guys would be like, with me on that. Did we not choose TikTok? <laughs> we, this is something that we definitely share as a collective on our team. Yes. The love, yes. the sheer joy of TikTok. Yes. The sheer joy of it all has been so comforting to me. People are so funny. People are so creative, so funny. I love that you can find yourself in different TikToks. Like I've been on Hamilton TikTok this year, Harry Potter TikTok, which led me to Draco Talk, which I do not hate at all. That's been so much fun. But then there's also, there's like therapy TikTok and there's, Mm -hmm. you know, languages TikTok. Like if you're really into learning different, like anything that you can think of. There's a Harry's, community for it. Harry Styles TikTok. Harry Styles TikTok. For sure. Are you sure guys is watching there. the new musical, the Ratatouille musical that people are doing on TikTok? Yes. Which I again, mean, people are amazing. They are. They're amazing. So I'm so glad that I have a 19 year old daughter who she watches more TikTok than I do. So she like sends me the best stuff every day. Like you're, yes. you're the ones you have to see. It has truly been, I feel like it's been self care and self comfort because laughter. Yes. It's truly caring yes. for ourselves. So as long as you yeah. don't go too far down a rabbit hole, right? too much eggnog, too much TikTok, neither are good for you, <laughs> but a little bit, a little bit, <laughs> very good, very good. Oh my gosh, so fun. Well, I'll just mention briefly that truly the most important self-care practice I've really dug into this year is both meditation, which Kelly, you kind of talked about this. I almost chose as my awesome of the year, the Hallow app. 
which I started using this year. It is created by Catholic creators. It is contemplative prayer meditation. They have all kinds of stuff in that app. It has really, really changed my life this year, but also along with meditation journaling. And so doing this practice of meditating and being contemplative in prayer, and then going directly to my journal and just writing so much journaling this year. So those have really, really saved my sanity this year. And I'm so thankful for both of those practices. So, all right, one last category All of us had some favorites from pop culture, something we watched or listened to or read. So Kelly, how about you? What was great in pop culture for you this year? Okay, I chose just one TV show. I was really hard on myself, which like you, Meg, I have such a hard time choosing. How do you choose the favorite TV show of the year? But I feel like we have not talked about this one on Sort of Awesome yet, unless I've missed it. So you'll have to tell me, Ted Lasso on Apple TV. Okay, this was a recent Us in the Week, not for me, but when Mary Carver was on the show, she was talking all about how amazing it is, and I haven't watched it yet, so tell me more. It is like a show for this year. I think in many ways, what happened was, I think I asked on Twitter that I need a show like Schitt's Creek, you know, something that has got maybe quirky characters, but that is ultimately hopeful. Like, I don't want a drama, really. Like, there is enough of that in my life. I want something that is going to make me laugh. And that has, you know, earnest and wonderful characters. So people recommended that I watch Ted Lasso and I pulled it up and I binged it in like a week and a half. That was the only sad thing is that, you know, it's got whatever, 10 episodes, just one season. They have gotten renewed for a second season, but it is the story. Actually, Meg, I think that there will be a lot of it that you and Kyle will like together because it is a coach from Kansas who gets pulled over to England to coach a football team. But soccer, mm-hmm. we'd say in America. Yes. But he is a yes. football, American football coach. He has never played or coached, you know, actual soccer. So yeah. it is the story of him going and doing that and the players and the owner and why she's actually pulled him over. So it's set in England. So it's got all, you know, like for many of us who love the accents, everybody's got a British accent except for the coach who doesn't. And he's very American. And he is absolutely wonderful. He is a delight and so earnest and he believes in people and he's a wonderful coach. And so it's just a great, great show. Like really, I never ended an episode and felt like a downer, even though they do deal with real life things. It's not a sitcom with a laugh track, you know? Yeah. But it was such a wonderful show. I think another, there was an awesome, and I have to give credit to this, before I'd even asked on Twitter, somebody had planted the seed that something about after my dad dying, I had said in an Instagram post that it's better to be sad together than to be sad alone. And she Mm -hmm. said, oh, that's a Ted Lasso line. You must have watched the show. And I was like, I haven't. She's like, oh, you need to go watch it then. It was just so wonderful. And I feel like I might go back and watch it even over the Christmas break because that's how I am with TV shows, you know, just to like marinate in the luxury of something going right in a world where people are good is really wonderful. I also might, if I would give a runner up award to a book, when I went back to my books, Rebecca, my books are so boring this year. You're like, I've read all these books and they've been romance. I'm like, I usually read a lot of nonfiction and this is just not a great year to want to read nonfiction even. Like my brain was just like, I don't think so. So I've been returning to old YA novels that I read a lot of, even Rick Riordan and Rainbow Rowell, like just escapism yes yes I did read one book and I feel like I want to mention it because it could be a Christmas gift oh it's called an imperfect union and it's by an NPR host Steve Inskeep it is the history book of a young couple who kind of went west um I should have actually looked up the names (laughs) (laughs) 
You're getting the real thing. We'll find it. It's real history. He went back. Steve went back into the archives. He lives in Washington. He's a history buff. So he goes back into the archives and reads stories and finds manuscripts. So it's a story of like America in the 1850s and 60s, maybe even back to the 40s, and the politics of that era. And then as the kind of Western U.S. was being, quote unquote, discovered, you know, and then claimed Mm -hmm. for America. The reason that I think the book could make a really good gift is, first of all, if you have anybody who likes history, this is a great book. But the real reason is that there's so much overlap between where we are now in our country, where the Civil War is coming in this book. There's so much divided opinion in America and the politics are fraught. And it really deals with like, who is an American, immigrants, slavery, women, because this young couple, it's really his wife who is promoting him as he's in the West, like women's rights. There's a lot of things that I feel like it informed my view of today, which History often does, and we just don't know enough of it. There were times that it also made me feel good about today because I thought, we're not that bad yet. They were way worse than we are. Like, they were like gun duels in front of the Capitol over an argument, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was kind of enlightening, and I have not really stopped thinking about it because as we have continued on through this year, there have been so many lessons from that book that have helped as I look at this year, me go, okay, I can see more clearly now how this is this is America's fabric. Like this is yeah. where we have come from. It is still where we are. We're working on two or 3.0 of this sort of thing. Really good book. Imperfect Union by Steve Inskeep. Good stuff. Okay. Well, Mike, very quick runner up. I did mention Kim's Convenience earlier. That's been my comfort food. I've watched it Absolutely. through probably three or four times. Now I love it so much. It's so pretty. What I wanted to say was my actual pop culture awesome of the year has been one Ms. Taylor Swift, who has burst into my consciousness. Like I've always, I mean, of course, Taylor Swift has been around for years and years and years. She just hasn't been my thing. Like she's just been sort of on my periphery of pop culture. When she dropped folklore this summer, I was like, oh, tell me more Taylor Swift, because now you're singing my kind of music. And I have listened to folklore. Like when I got my Spotify, your year, you know, in review, that was like, top of the list and my listens. I listened to it so much. I loved the documentary that she did that again, just like the surprise drop onto Disney plus because I feel like you get such a sense of the thoughtfulness of the songwriting on this album, which Taylor Swift has always written her own music and it's always been, you know, very thoughtful, but it was like, so, you know, as she grew up from a teenager into a young adult making music, a lot of it was really so autobiographical and almost to the point of being like a little distracting where you couldn't get into the story so much because you knew that it was like reflecting things that happened in her life. Does that make sense at all? Mm -hmm. But I feel like starting with folklore, and she has talked about how she grew as an artist to where she didn't feel so constrained to have to write and process things that happened in her own life as much. And she was able to kind of move into a different headspace where she could tell other people's stories through her music. I'm getting chills. I'm giving myself chills talking about how much I love the artistry of this, the collaboration, the fact that that she and the songwriters that she worked with collaborated completely virtually. And like so much of this album had to come together virtually because of the quarantine. So then as we are recording, she has just dropped Evermore, her second album drop of this year, which is just pretty stunning as an artist to be able to do all of this. So, I mean, I know that This is no surprise, like everybody is talking about how fantastic she's been this year. But for me, 
this will be the year where I'm like, okay, I'm actually a huge Swifty and I just never knew it. So yes, pop culture for me. Rebecca, how about for you? Well, I just want to say, like, I want to be happy for all the Taylor Swift fans out there and this unexpected album drop. I'm just so jealous that it wasn't Harry Styles. <laughs> like, I'm so annoyed, even just listening to you rave about her and knowing that she dropped this second album this year. I'm just like, <laughs> Harry Styles and his fine line album were going to be a little bonus for my best pop culture. We made a rule that we were only going to talk about one thing. Kelly broke the rule. I'm breaking the rule. <laughs> Harry Styles' Fine Line album is my rule breaker on my list. I mean, it came out last December, but I listened to it so much this year. I mean, days upon days. I mean, there were days where I was like, okay, I'm having a really rough day. I'm going to turn to Jesus, and then I'm going to listen to Harry Styles. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I want that on a t-shirt. <laughs> All I need oh my gosh, that's my favorite style. thing you've said this whole year, Rebecca. <laughs> Somebody please send me that shirt. It's the, I mean, it's the honest truth, though. It has brought me so much joy. It's like ear candy, but that like diminishes the quality of it. Like, like you were saying about Taylor Swift, the songwriting quality, just the tone to his voice and just musically. I think, you know, we all listened to a lot of his songs on the radio this year. You know, you're probably maybe even sick of watermelon sugar, but I mean, I'm not. And there's other <laughs> songs that are just so beautiful. Okay, if you still, if you've listened to me all year, especially the superstars, you know, I go on and on and on about Harry Styles. If you have not listened to any of his music yet, go and listen to Falling from the Fine Line album. Don't even watch the music video because you're going to be distracted by the visuals. Just listen to the words. It's just heartbreak. It's beautiful. <sighs> okay. But the thing that I was going to share <laughs> is my number one for the year. I mean, really, it's Harry Styles. But my number two for the year. <laughs> my number two. My honest number two. <laughs> it's Tiger King. And hear me out. <laughs> hear okay, me Rebecca, out. Wait, God. wait. Okay, I on, forgot Tiger King exists, and I live in Oklahoma. <laughs> we were just saying this week in the newsroom, we're like, remember the impeachment? Oh, what? Yes. I forgot that happened. An impeachment. There was a president who was impeached. And I'm like, I don't really remember it. It doesn't even rank on the top 10 moments of this year. Go on, Rebecca. <laughs> I forgot Tiger, Tiger King, King it exists. The thing that we all forgot, the huge pop culture phenomenon. Well, and that's why. This is like classic 2020, you know? Like, it was a universal yeah. watching experience. And yes. you tell me that you cannot go into Walmart or Target or any other place where there's other humans around and say, Carol Baskin, and somebody <laughs> doesn't know what you're talking about. Everybody knows. Like, there's songs. You gotta songs say it like that. You well, gotta yeah, say yeah. Carol Baskins. If you say Carol Baskins, Carol Baskins, people are gonna be like, oh, is that a friend? <laughs> you gotta say it that way. And I thought you were gonna go somewhere really different when you were saying you can go in a Walmart. And I was picturing Tiger King, and then you said Walmart, and I like fell over. Yes. <laughs> I was like, yes, Rebecca. Yes. Okay, go on. <laughs> I just feel like this was during a time. When everything in life was feeling crazy and out of control, we were able to escape into a reality that was even more crazy <laughs> and out of control. It was a gift to all of us in the early pandemic. And I just think it deserves a little place of honor, except mom, do not watch. <laughs> mom, I know you listen. You listen to the show. Don't watch. <laughs> you won't True. like it. 
definitely not safe for Rebecca's mom. <laughs> it's not safe for a lot of moms. Okay, that's just a disclosure. But I think it deserves a place of honor when we're talking about the pop culture and the year 2020. That's true. That's true. Okay. Well, on behalf of Oklahoma, you're welcome. (laughs) Okay. Before we sign off, I do want to say that one very remarkable gift of 2020 for us is to see how our awesome community has come together. I feel like we have been through a thing and we've been through it together. It's so hilarious and crazy to me that when news of the coronavirus first began, began to make the news, we were like, let's don't talk about this in the hangout group because, you know, we don't know what's going on. People are feeling anxious. We don't want, you know, people to get upset. I mean, and then that's just evolved over the year to now, like a lot of our discussions in the hangout group have to do with coping with life in this new reality, but truly to see how people have come together to support each other through this reality and also to help each other process all of the other things that were going on this year as well. Things like how to, you know, manage expectations around family and politics, the race discussions that came up over the summer. Like there was just so much happening and our community proved itself to be truly the most incredible place to be on the internet. And I am so thankful for every single one of you awesomes who showed up in that way, even when each of us were hurting, that we were able to come together and be a community this year. So truly, truly, you guys have been one of the biggest gifts of this year. I know I speak for the team when I say that, but it's been really amazing. So if you guys want to find us and do some follow-up talk, process through the year, talk about some of your faves from the year, Rebecca, remind people where we can find you all around the web. You can find me at Simply Rebecca on all social media and simplyrebecca.com. Okay, Kelly, how about you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at KellyGordonMN from Minnesota or KellyGordonMN.com online, or you're not going to find me on Facebook unless you're in the Hangout. That's true. <laughs> true facts. Okay. Well, you know, you can find me on social media at Sorta Awesome Meg. If you guys want to just find us on social media, we're in all the places. We're on Facebook and Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Don't forget you can get your daily dose of awesome from Awesome Today. So again, I'm Meg Teets and this is Sorta Awesome. The Sorta Awesome Show is a production of Sorta Awesome Media, the company that's always about finding the awesome in the everyday, even in the years that aren't particularly great. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see y'all next time. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.